perhaps you've taken the Gardner Expressway into the city and, uh, you know, you get off. I think it's called the Simcoe exit now, but uh, it used to be the York Bay exit. And you go straight down and to your right, as you're driving along, you'll see those old pillars from the York uh, Bay highway ramp that used to come off the Gardner. They, they used to, it was the roundabout you'd go down and everybody thought it was a two-lane roundabout and it certainly wasn't. So it got a little bit dodgy at times, but uh, they've still left up the pillars and you're thinking, what the heck's going to happen to those pillars? Well, if Daniel Rothstein, our next guest, who is an urban geographer, gets his way, they're going to stay and they're going to be part of the uh, city uh, landscape. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hi, great to be here. Thanks for being here. Why do you want to keep these pillars? Well, I think they're just uh, a testament to the past in Toronto. In Toronto, we often demolish our most beautiful old buildings. And a lot of people, you know, 50 years later are sad that we've demolished so much from our past. So here's an opportunity. We have something from the past that I think is beautiful. And it's an opportunity to save that bit of history in Toronto. Just to play devil's advocate. I mean, people look at these. These are the things that hold up the gardener underneath. They look like a giant uh, concrete T. You know, people would argue, well, yeah, we ripped down beautiful old red brick buildings, uh, but these are just pieces of concrete. Yeah, well, I, well, you know, they're concrete tees, and I think there's there's no better symbol for Toronto than a concrete leftover concrete tea. If you look around the city, we're a concrete city. It's part of our heritage, and I think you know, embracing the concrete and learning to love the concrete is part of like what it means to be a proud Torontonian. So, if you hate concrete. You might not like it in the city. Okay, so what would you like to see happen to these actual uh, pillars? Because there's a park slated to go there, green space. Yeah, well, a lot of people have said that they want to get rid of the pillars because they're a barrier. And I think if you just take a walk down there, you'll see that now that the ramp is gone, it's a very wide open space. And a lot of people argue that if you leave the pillars up, you're constricting the park to be in this circular formation. But the winning design is around a pond and it still maintains the circular formation. So I think that it would be very easy to incorporate these pillars, which might I add already exist, Mm -hmm. you know, they're there. So the cheapest public art installation is the one that already exists. And there's been a lot of suggestions. So I've created a petition to save the pillars and it's been an opportunity for people who love these pillars to chime in with their ideas. And people have said, we should have plants growing on them. They could be you know, parts of benches or swing sets. They could have graffiti artists um, paint them. They could be put in a reflecting pond and be just like kind of a beautiful testament to Toronto and its concrete modernist heritage. I'm not going to lie to you. When Chris came to me with this story yesterday, I thought, you've got to be kidding. Now you're kind of selling me on this. I can see, you know, the graffiti art on them. And this is one of those things that could be highly Instagrammable. Totally, exactly. I think that the testament to a successful park is if you have a lot of Instagram shots. And yeah, I think, you know, when we say concrete pillars, um, I can see people roll their eyes like of all the battles of public space and heritage. But I argue for those who doubt to just take a walk maybe this weekend, see what it's all about. And I think like a city is interesting because it has layers of history and all these quirky leftovers from the past. And rather than, you know, bulldoze over this quirky remnant, I think it could be incorporated. And um, so I'm urging Claude Cormier, who is a landscape architect, to, to reconsider his plan. How many people have signed your petition so far? 
We are close to 300. Um, so I will say that there was a public consultation element to the park design mm-hmm. and people did chime in about the pillars. They left them up because it was said it could have been an opportunity for the new design of the park. And there was lots of opinions both ways about the pillars. The pillars are quite a divisive issue. <laughs> sure. But, but that's, that-, uh, that actually speaks even that gives more credence to why they should stay because, you know, that is what art's all about. Exactly. It, it's, it causes a conversation, mm-hmm. spurs, you know, ideas. And I also think, you know, there was public consultation, but how, how often do you engage in public consultation? Like On a daily like, basis think, on the show, really. Yeah, so I think, that, I think that I'm trying to get the conversation to a bit of a wider audience who might have not necessarily known that there was even a competition to design the park so that we just have our last word. Well, listen, Daniel, you have a pretty wide audience here that listen to the show. So uh, where do people go if they want to get a look at this online petition and maybe add their names to it? So um, you can f- find me on Twitter. I'm at the Urban Geog and I've it's pinned. It's the first tweet you'll see. And if you Google search change.org, York Street Pillars, you'll find it. All right. Listen, Daniel, it's been a pleasure having you on, and I uh, appreciate that you're fighting the good fight. I, I was looking at the pillars. I didn't even notice they were a T. Now you've sold me. Toronto, concrete Toronto. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. Cheers. Take care.